0: welcome in to dnvr watches the mandalorian i'm your host drew creesman with me is super producer kale sorbo and we're talking episode three of season two the heiress and we got a lot to get into it was a pretty so much. So much. exceptional episode man and so i well, let's just jump right into it right there let's start right off with favorite moments or favorite thing just your favorite thing about this episode
1: so for me it was the whole episode it was pretty much like a mandalorian mini movie that i've like wanted to see my whole life Like i was just telling you so it was so rad seeing mandalorians fight together like as kind of a squad was i mean like the stormtroopers had no chance i mean and the terror on their faces of (laughs) like knowing that the mandalorians are coming and we have no shot even though there's like 40 of us and the sequence of when they ha- think they have them trapped and then the leader of the ship is just like, where did you trap them? Oh, <laughs> timing on it was genius. Like, there was some comedic moments to this episode that made it really fun, but they didn't feel forced in there at all. They were very natural. Right, I was, was thinking about what
0: your, the tone, it. it was so much better this time where the, the comedy felt earned and of the moment, but not distracting Absolutely. from the, the action and drama, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They really struck a balance in this episode. And a credit to Bryce Dallas Dallas Howard yeah. on the direction yeah. of this episode. I think a lot of the timing and all that comes down to direction. And I think she nailed so many of those moments in the way that she structured this episode and the way she directed the actors. And I really, we can get more into the nitty gritty of that later, but there's a lot of things specifically about her directorial choices in this episode, I thought were really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, so that was a little side tangent. Um, yeah, no, totally. I, I'm listing like six things, but I had a lot of favorites from this episode. So I it have was to keep so going. was so good. Because it was so good. How about Starbuck? Yeah. Starbuck. As, Let's go. Starbuck as Bo-Katan. Like it was, the casting was perfect. It's everything I wanted Bo-Katan to be. If you watch Clone Wars, you know the characters existed in the Star Wars universe before seeing it now in live action with Katie Sack casted. It was absolutely perfect. It was kind of just like watching Starbuck again, and I didn't mind that. It was like a nice return to home for those um, people who are Battlestar Galactica fans. If you're not, that's fine. She's awesome there, there are anyway. people going
0: what what is a starbuck <laughs> and why does he keep saying that yes it's a, it's a <laughs> but, battle Star galactica thing i had a double nerd out moment uh when they when they all took off their helmets because yes some big Battlestar galactica fans so i did the same thing i went starbuck yeah but <laughs> i'm also a big professional wrestling fan so you probably didn't get this one but the other gal is a wwe performer named sasha banks and she's oh, that's awesome super awesome uh you know probably not. The, actor in the world but a lot of those people and you never know some of them turn out as we've seen like with The Rock and stuff John Cena's trying to do his thing now uh, but she's a phenomenal athlete That right? she's really really good at what she does and to, so to see her pop up and I had no idea no idea she was going to be in the episode uh, she only got a handful of lines but so it was kind of dope it was like oh okay there to cool. be a
1: badass and I kind of liked that like she kicked yeah. ass
0: yeah totally uh but yeah that that moment of not only do we get more Mandalor but they're awesome two of them are women like you said some of them we've got uh, one of them we have a previous connection to if you're if you're a hardcore star fan so there's just like five layers of awesomeness going on in this one moment so cool uh, well, what I really loved about wanted. the
1: episode in general is like for those of us who like have those like you know the Easter eggs of knowing Starbuck or we're into the previous Star Wars lore. Even if you're just a Mandalorian watcher the first time around this time, this episode would still be really entertaining to you. It doesn't rely on those moments. They're nice. They're good to have there, but it doesn't rely on those for the only emotional payoff. You get a lot of emotional payoff from the actual structure and plot of the episode itself and the characters. And so it makes it totally worth it. Plus the action in this episode is incredible. But the but like while that's is, a, those that moments moment are there, if you want them, but they don't rely on it. So it's not only appealing to the, that hardcore audience. It's a great story. Regardless of that, those are just thrown in as like sprinkles on top of like it's sprinkles. Don't make a cupcake, but they're great to have there. Right. So, right. But they're, So they're just little sprinkles. They don't make because- the episode, but they're nice to have there.
0: Totally, because as much as we're nerding out at like Starbucks and I'm like Sasha yeah. Banks and like whatever, like that's cool. But what that is actually built on is the in-story moment of oh man, they're taking off their helmets. So we know how our Mando is gonna feel about that. We're 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 experiencing that emotion as well. We know that therefore, and we're also learning story about them that they're different. And then she goes on to explain, you know, oh, you're one of those. They have that whole conversation that there are these factions of Mandalorians, that, some that hold true to the older traditional way he says there is only one way right and we get the, yeah. and then we get multiple interpretations of this line that God, is taken on it its own from a
1: cult but like we can get, we can move through that like totally
0: right like it's funny <laughs> because they they flip that on us we've all been like on twitter going like this is the way this is the way and then when he says there is only one way you're like wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> are <laughs> you the crazies
1: are you the crazies <laughs>
0: right door knockers like right straight up like maybe maybe mando's like the super fundamentalist here and these people who (laughs) seem to be totally into helping him out and and you know showing up at just the right time to i mean i I don't
1: know i don't know there's some there's some hinting with her lusting after the dark saber which again if you know in-depth star wars lore very powerful weapon Right. um and so the dark saber her lusting after that there's some hints there that i think maybe she's not necessarily as much of a good guy as we think maybe she's not who she says she is maybe she is but regardless she wants the power for a bad reason and so i don't know if that's gonna be the case but there's some little seedlings in here for that right and i think uh we can pay attention to that and it's just something to see keep an eye on moving forward because I don't think you bring in Katie Sackhoff just for one episode. So I think, I, I think right. Bo-Katan is going to stay in our lives for a little bit this season, at least. Yeah. So yeah. I think we saw a little bit of maybe foreshadowing for some darker storylines with her character moving forward.
0: I think so too. She also plays a character. I can't remember now because the later seasons of the flash aren't quite as good or, or quite as memorable. They're not bad. they're They're actually all right, but she's, she's a recurring character on that as well. Who's, like sort of starts as a villain, but is maybe a little more morally ambiguous. And she can do that tweener character really yeah. well. So I'm I'm ready to see that kind of thing. Uh, I want to throw this at you, Kale, because we did – when we started this last week, we, we obviously were, were Colorado sports people first. But the, the analogy was almost too perfect not to carry over for our Colorado crossover. Going based off of what you were saying, because I compared – you know, these first couple of episodes to the 2008 Rockies coming off the World Series win of, you know, the, the season before and all this other stuff, this trepidation or whatever. And I'm going to be able to ru- – I'm going to run out of these very, very quickly. But it's just too easy. It's right there in front of me, not to swing at this pitch. This episode felt like 2009 Rockies. You got exciting new characters introduced, Cargo and Houston Street, you know, for those oh9 Rockies. Uh, you, it, you And you feel back on track. I didn't feel like the first two episodes – I actually thought the first episode – was pretty great. The second episode was filler. You know, we've we talked felt about those. Weird some of the total impact of filler
1: episodes so early in the season.
0: Totally. Because totally. we hadn't
1: even really had major plot laid to that point, it didn't feel like. So just to have a filler episode so early in the season, as much as there right. was elements from the episode I really enjoyed, it felt out of place in the season. And then you just dive right into a plot, like a season long plot. Episode like this, right. we land a lot of seeds that'll grow into things as the season goes on, and we get introduced to some new important characters that we right. really get to sink our teeth into into a big, big old bite of these new characters right in the first episode.
0: Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I really feel like in that way you you, you got to feel like it's back on track. Now, jumping around a little bit, but <clears throat> there, like I said, there's plenty to talk about, and we got to do our power rankings. We got to update those. Power rankings in a minute. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. But uh, since you just mentioned, it, I'll go ahead and throw it that that was my sort of least favorite uh, part of this episode. I think was the way that it, it sort of began with that. Uh, still, it still felt like it was finishing the the plot from the previous episode, um, and, and I felt like it transitioned nicely into what we we're doing. And like I, I said in the last week, you know, I'm, I'm very pro Frog Lady. And, and, and I, I like the way that that all wrapped up or whatever, but I do feel like, I don't know, thematically, th- there could have, should have, would have been a way to have wrapped up that story last episode yeah, and then it, just given us this thing this time. Almost, in, yeah,
1: Even just going between the two episodes, it almost felt like Frog Lady was clearly just a character that was a device to get us through one filler yeah. episode into another episode like the character was just created as a device to bring Mando from one place to another and the fact that it was so you spent so much screen time with uh something when that really could have been wrapped up within one episode i agree with you to that i think i i think that's a really
0: valid point i am happy that baby yoda did not end up committing mass genocide or anything of the sort (laughs) a couple eggs here or there the line will continue the line will continue
1: um, um, I guess that gets into my least favorite moment uh, or my no. least favorite part of this is we haven't really seen baby Yoda do anything yet this season. He's kind of still not doing much. there. Yeah. We're, we still don't have anything substantial with baby Yoda and we get these cute moments. And then once again, you feel a little scared for baby Yoda at the end in a moment of peril. So they're giving you one or two of these moments, but it, it's starting to feel like, He's not really involved substantially in the plot right now, other than, you know, the big task, which is to get him to the Jedi. So you want him to be a little bit more involved. It was a lot more compelling in a lot of those moments. Um, I think last season um, through the first couple episodes. So I'm still waiting on that. So that's my least favorite moment. But that's a very small nitpick in the grand scheme of how much I enjoyed this episode. It was my favorite of the season by far.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And and I've got to agree with that. And it, it's even like either do something or have a little bit more of the story revealed, but we've been stuck on get baby Yoda from point A to point B without him having done anything for, for quite a while. So we're, we're kind of in a holding pattern there with, when you have a character with that much charm, when you've barely got to do anything to get a reaction out of us, uh, you know, I'm doing, I'm do a couple of things. Uh, all right. What's your play of the game? We're sports people. We got to get into, I, I've got two most here. Athletic play
1: I, I don't know if it's the most athletic, but it was my play of the game. And because it was the play of the game as far as making the difference. And it's Mando going out on a limb on his in the own. clutch, in the oh, clutch.
0: That's the play that of the game. Got
1: the best, best car armor of the, right. of the bunch. He gets his hand grenades in there and he just takes the blasters, gets down on his knees, gets the grenades. Clutch comes in the clutch. He's the only reason that they're not at the bottom of the ocean right now in a crashed Imperial transport transfer freighter or whatever the ship was called. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, totally. Yeah. Clutch is totally part of athleticism coming through big. He's like running downhill while they're spiking that thing all kinds of g-forces i don't know gravity working against him uh yeah that i mean that i don't stupid.
1: i mean i still don't quite understand how that works Um, because if they're already in artificial gravity for how the ship works i don't know why that there was
0: actually maybe that, a but slight but I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna there. get
1: into the like inconsistencies
0: of it, it it's funny though <laughs> i i never noticed stuff like that but i did happen to and notice when they, I think when they like first took off and started going up really hardcore, nobody inside seemed to notice. And then when they went back the other way, when the guy decided we're going to suicide this thing and dive it, then all of a sudden yeah. everybody noticed. The everybody was and- on tilt. And I was
1: like, that is not how. <laughs> because I, I remember, because when I noticed them going up, my brain immediately went, "Oh, it's like they're artificial gravity. I get it." and then to see it the other way my brain went oh Mm. that that feels not quite right Mm. but uh, yeah i I mean those are but entertaining entertaining nonetheless that's a nitpick
0: (laughs) yeah total nitpick i i I will submit as runner-up because i agree with you the the mando coming through with the grenades and the clutch going one on five with some slight cover there just total total clutch play play of the game but uh, you know the web gem. If if you're going athleticism style, the entrance of Bo katan She comes in on the jetpack and drop kicks an MF her right off the side of that boat. And I was yeah. Just like, yeah, that's that a way a good, to enter that's the a good story. runner up.
1: <laughs> that's a good <laughs> runner up. What? Uh, she she yeah. kicks some serious butt. She is an yeah. athlete. Yeah, that is for sure.
0: Yeah, that's that that was some you, you got to hand it up to the the whole new crew. We're going to see some good stuff out of them, I would imagine for uh the rest of the season here. All right. I got Did you have a, a favorite line uh, from this? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh the design on their like Squad's armor setup, the blue with like the oh, yeah. inlays... uh it, they just look really, really cool, and whoever yeah. did that costume design, I think, nailed it. It's really yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, anyway, yeah, they look badass. Um, I, I didn't. I, I, have a, I have a very, <laughs> I have a very silly line. Uh, of my my favorite silly line from the beginning it was just the very first one uh, of the episode, uh, just because he said. Looks like we've made it. And every time somebody says that, I start singing the song. But I also think, ironically, uh, that it's a good opening line for an episode, um, uh, a line of finality, a line of conclusion. Our, our journey is at an end when we know, obviously, that the thing we're about to watch is just starting. like Something's going to happen here, right? So it it puts you on to, okay, what is going to upset his expectations. So I like a solid ironic opening, but anytime the episode can start and somebody says something that quotes uh, a lyric from a song, I will just start singing. Looks like we made it. So yeah, you get double uh, points for that.
1: What was my favorite line? I don't uh, What was my favorite line? I think my favorite line has to be, the last, this is the way that he give that they give each other. That yeah. change kind of solidified a little bit. Maybe we're on the same side now and we look at things maybe a different little bit away, but we learned how to work together. thought it was a really cool, subtle way. Another really smart directorial decision from Bryce Dallas Howard to have yeah. such a small, subtle moment really wrap up the small amount of character development their characters have had together in the episode thought it was really, really, really smart. It was, there was so many ways where that moment would have been, been oversold and too much and totally felt um, cheesy and it didn't feel cheesy at all. It was just small, poignant, wrapped up the episode. I really liked that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I thought that was especially within setup before with him saying, "Right, there is only one way—the way of the Mandalore." Before bouncing on them, and yeah, like I think it's really great the way they've taken that line and now reinterpreted it and and turned it on its head a little bit. And what I love so much about it, and you pointing this out, is that they both mean. Slightly different things when they say that now. And we know that, right? That these are yeah. not people who are on the exact same page. And that's what's so great about it. It's it's very much like slight adversaries, you know, the handshake of, as they've come together, but it's their way of doing it. The Mandalorian way of a wink and a nod and a handshake. It's It's their own version of it. So cool. So yeah. well done. I agree. That's probably the best, like, single moment of the episode, probably. Yeah, just that, that exchange. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I think. Um, all right, before we get into our power rankings, what is your biggest question moving forward? What's the biggest thing haunting the mind, of Kale Sorba? Um, I guess I'm still
1: just wondering where we're going. I think we got introduced to a lot of new characters today, and I think the plot moving forward, like Ahsoka Tan, like definitely going to have something to do with that i um, excited to see her, that little cameo at the beginning of the episode, if that's what you want to call it. Um, the little tease we got of Ahsoka I thought was really cool. Uh, again, yeah. if you're a fan of the broader universe, you'll be really excited about this. She's awesome. Keep
0: getting the, yeah, teases. Yeah.
1: little teases. Um, I think she'll be a big part moving forward, but I'm still wondering where we're going with this season. Like, we had a lot, going back to last season, by this point, we know the Beskar steel, the major plot point of the child and dealing with that army, and we know it's all going to come back to the Empire wanting this asset, right? And that was sort of the overarching line of the story. And I feel like a lot of that was set up in the first couple episodes. We're now three episodes in. And I feel like we have some chunks a little bit with these Mandalorians now, but I still have massive questions. Where are we going? What's the point of all this? What are our storylines we are watching for? Um, I just feel like and maybe I'll be wrong once we get into the future. They will have laid way more foundation than I think they have and I hope that ends up being the case. But right now I'm I'm just yearning for some foundation, some overarching storyline foundation that I can sink my teeth into and start having some fun like it is to be a fan of Star Wars. Start having being able to come up with fan theories and being able to you know, theorize the plot points and what these characters are going to do and how they're interacting with each other. A lot of the fun of this process is getting to do that stuff. And we don't have enough to really do any of that yet.
0: Yeah. On that note, did you ever watch the HBO show, The Leftovers? You familiar with that show?
1: I have not seen it.
0: So I watched like almost all of, I think I watched the first season of it. And it's based on this premise, right? Where like, 2% of the people or whatever, a small percent of the people of the world just disappear, right? Oh, And it's this really interesting premise. And you're like, okay. And then a lot of weird stuff happens. A lot of other weird stuff keeps happening. And you're like, all right, I want to know why the people disappeared, why all this weird stuff keeps happening. But by the end of season one, they were still kicking the can down the road. And And I had more questions than I had answers. And at some point you're just like, Okay, look, I've been very patient here, <laughs> and that's sort of you know we're not quite there with the baby Yoda thing because there's so much other stuff going on, and the whole show isn't built around that one question. The way I felt the leftovers was built around one question that needed to be yeah. answered. But at some point, we're gonna need to see some Jedi. We're gonna need to see you know if, if it's like five episodes before that pays we see Ahsoka off that
1: story, right? Like there has yeah, to be some payoff, right?
0: Totally. And, and I don't, you know, I'm not one of these people that thinks there has to be payoff for every little thing. Uh, I'm fine. If some stuff, it's just like, Nope, that was just kind of there, but you, you've clearly made a big deal of the, of this Yoda thing. We need to know where he came from, what's going on here. What is the interest? Who knows about him? What does it mean? Um, so, yeah. And, and I, I think you, you can only kick that can so far down the road that said Fantastic
1: episode. <laughs> Fantastic episode. I enjoyed it from start to finish. It was awesome. Uh, definitely the best of the season so far. And boy, were the action sequences just so awesome! Oh yeah. yeah. It was the action was done outstanding. Even the little moments and you see, we're getting more of the Star Wars universe. We were on a, a more of a seafaring planet. We had these, you know, these very interesting, like I don't know, quote unquote. Harbor dynamics going on, and you got the inn with the chowder. Like, it, yeah, we saw more of the Star yes. Wars universe in a very Star Warsy way. And the more the mon calamari, that was great. But it, wasn't, calamari, visiting, but was it great. wasn't just visiting another bar in a desert town with mute or in a bar right. with music going on. Like, it was not a cantina scene over and over again. We got to see more of the Star Wars universe in a very Star Wars way, but we got to see new stuff. Right, and it felt new instead of feeling like a retread, and that right. was awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I and I hope they do more of it. I hope they 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 don't again continue to kick the can down the road. For now, though, the great news is we get to update our power rankings, and you know this one it is going to be a tough week. I think uh, first thing we've got to decide. Well, maybe not. I was going to say we can't take the trio as a trio. Or, or do we? Do we decide those no, are three separate? can't
1: take the trio. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, yeah. the other two it's, haven't
1: it's done... Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan has... To... Yeah, and maybe the other two don't make the list, but Bo-Katan okay. has to be her own character.
0: I think that's correct. I think that's right, and that's, that's worth having decided now. Okay. Um, okay. And, and as much as I, I want to give a shout-out to the uh, dry and sarcastic uh, mechanic... I think she's off the list. Uh yeah, she's she's she's, she's got to get out of that. I think how she's high? she's got to get gone.
1: So how high does Bokatan go though? So, so see, that's the thing she is, she definitely kicks number 5 off right away. Does so she jump
0: does she so, jump, so jump frog list. lady? She's got to jump, she's got to jump frog lady, so frog lady's got to drop she's back to 5th.
1: 5th so at best for now. Bokatan's at 4. So who's at Here's number where who's it's at tough. number 3?
0: Who who made more of an impression between Bokatan and Cobb van? This is this is a tough one.
1: I'm gonna take uh, Bo Katan. I'm gonna take Bokatan. I'm putting my, my vote behind Bokatan over Cobb yeah, Van.
0: Man, this is so tough. You know what? Here, here's the other interesting question with our continued criticisms of baby Yoda.
1: At what I, point
0: does Baby Yoda fall? Start dropping down these power rankings. And I, I think that, that moment might be now. We we made one of our, our major complaints of this episode that we're still waiting on something from Baby Yoda.
1: <clears throat> Are we going to be bold enough to put Baby Yoda at three? Three episodes into the season?
0: I think I think we may have to. And, and I guess just because it's been a while since we've seen Cobb Vanth, I would almost be tempted to put Cobb Vanth at three. And move baby Yoda all the way down to four, but then we start getting I'm letters not, and stuff. No, yeah,
1: yeah. Then we're gonna get hate mail uh out the Yeah, yeah. Okay, it, no, can't, I can't be let's, let's do it. it. Let's do it. Let's Bo Katan at bold. number two. Bo Katan at number two. So all right. Is there another character from this episode we think can break into that five?
0: You know, um Sasha Banks' character was fun and interesting, and I like her because she's Sasha Banks, but I don't know the name of her character. Of course, I didn't know yeah. the name of Frog Lady either. Uh, though I did, it turned out to be Frog Lady. Frog Lady, <laughs> the official build character <laughs> is Frog Lady. Um and and I and I even again okay, like it's so, not the best story, uh, but we got a nice conclusion out of it.
1: Here's my thing: I really we got a little bit of Moff Gideon in this episode. And bit. can we can we use the Moff Gideon we got last season in the finale episodes to and inform our decisions? And now that Moff Gideon is in this season, can we allow him to come into our power rankings? Because Moff Gideon is a great villain from what we've seen so far.
0: Right. You know what? I think we allow it. And I think because there was a major plot element of this, right, that, that – that was the other thing that did give us push toward the future was yeah. we finally had one of our villainous Empire characters making direct contact, right? When he did the whole, yeah. um, you know, you, you're you going to let me live. Well, he's not. You know, that that's giving yeah. us character development, even though he hasn't fully arrived on the scene yet. His character is being developed and we have seen him here and there. I buy that. I, I think that's solid enough for fifth considering all that frog lady did was basically have her plot concluded the way yeah, we were hoping it would be i
1: actually have more of a complaint about frog lady than i do no. an active like of the character
0: i i will maintain forever that that was a baller move in being able to hook up to the droid and and translate yourself it was so a that baller that communicate it. that that was that was a super thing for out frog lady for...
1: cuz this is probably the last time this season we're going to talk about her but That's shout right. out frog lady for hooking yourself <laughs> up to the droid there right so i've seen then, worse then side have, stories but it wasn't a great one so then we have moff gideon at number 5 mhm and that for those who are fuzzy on last season that is that is uh, giancarlo esposito's character right. you may know him from I don't know, many things.
0: I was going to say from all like of the television shows. Things. Yeah, <laughs>
1: any superhero uh, show you've seen, he's on all of them. Yeah.
0: He's, and, <laughs> and that's another way that you know, like, you can just have one shot of his face, right? And be like, oh, this is going to be a great character.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So we add number five, we got Moff Gideon.
0: Moff Gideon. Number
1: four, we've got Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Three, we've got Baby Yoda. Yeah. Bo Katan stepping all the way up to number two in her in her debut phenomenal
0: debut. Phenomenal, phenomenal. debut.
1: She yeah. shot up the power rankings. And yeah. then how could nobody nobody can knock Mando it, off yet? It's gonna be far. tough to knock Mando off. It's gonna be off, tough man. to talk, tough to knock Mando off at that top spot.
0: If Ahsoka shows up <laughs> and is Ooh. as badass as she If can we get
1: be. if we get right? a true Ahsoka lightsaber fight, oh Oh, oh, oh! That uh that has me heated just thinking about it. What? In, oh, man. in live action with the Mandalorian back to back with her lightsaber. Oh
0: man! Oh. Can you? If they give us that, I,
1: I, 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 don't know if they will. That's almost too tantalizing. I don't. They've know if said they can give
0: us that. You said her name. They can't.
1: They can't not give. They it can't not
0: us. give it. They can't not yeah. show us her doing badass stuff with a lightsaber now. That would be, that would, that would be a terrible, terrible move. Terrible
1: move by them. Yeah. To not Uh, give us lightsaber Ahsoka. All right, Drew, any, any last thoughts for me from this episode?
0: Man, I'm just, I, I, there, it It was such a great episode. That's where it is. That's because it, because it plants all those seeds, right? Saying her name, planting. Okay, now the Jedi aren't just an ambiguous thing we still know is out there, but they've said one of their names and those of us who are you know, hardcore a little bit. And I'm not, I'm nowhere near as hardcore as a lot of people, but I played a lot of games. I watched the cartoons. I watched the stuff. I know who she is and I'm excited to see her uh, developed more than, than I have seen her before and, and other stuff. Okay. There's more Mandalorians. Great. I want to know about each one of them. I want to know about Bo-Katan for sure. But the other two, I want to know about them. Uh, you, you, like you said, we're, we're due for Baby Yoda to do something. It's one of those things you, you get like your internal clock starts to tell you like, all right, he's ready to do some stuff. So I, I'm just so excited for the possibilities of the future. I almost feel like if this season two isn't good, it's just going to be a gigantic wasted opportunity because they just put all of this potential on the table to be like, we could give you something truly special. Now it's just like, are they going to?
1: Yeah, the potential is so there, and we've seen moments of it so far, and I hope this season um, finishes the way I want it to, but I've really enjoyed it so far. I have some complaints, but nothing nothing to say that I haven't enjoyed every episode so far, and haven't had a blast with this. And this last episode more than any, I just enjoyed, enjoyed the heck out of it. It made That little Star Wars glee that you have within you from the time you're a little kid, it made it just glow all throughout, you know, the smile on my face that's right now. So I've been
0: having a blast with this so far. Totally. Well, if you've been having a blast out there, keep hanging out with us. Make sure that you've got yourself subscribed to the DNVR Watches podcast feed where these things are going up also make sure you're just following all the dnvr accounts on social media including our twitch account by the way i know you star wars fans can be big gamers we got more good fun stuff coming your way on the twitch account make sure you're subscribed to all that subscribe to the dnvr.com so you don't miss out on any of the best coverage in the sports landscape of Colorado. I don't just say that because I'm a part of it. I say that because I'm a consumer of it really is a privilege to get to do stuff like this as well. So thank you all for listening in. We've been kale and drew. We appreciate your star Wars fans. Keep walking on the light side of the force and we will see you next time.